United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. The world is paying a lot of attention to the nuclear programs in Iran, uh, with whom the United States has recently withdrawn from a, uh, a treaty, and, uh, and North Korea, uh, which, uh, with whom the United States will be having some, some uh, talks soon, uh, we think, uh, maybe perhaps not. Uh, also, however, uh, there is a situation in India and Pakistan that is a cause for concern. Violence between India and Pakistan on the line of control in Kashmir has been the highest in 15 years. And uh, with these two nuclear-armed neighbors and rivals, that could be trouble. And to talk about that, we're joined by Moeed Yusuf, Assistant Vice President for the Asia Center at the U.S. Institute of Peace. And uh, Moeed tw- tweets at USIP. Uh, good morning, Moeed. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, how tense is this situation uh, between India and Pakistan? We've heard about it in the past, but uh, it hasn't really gotten uh, quite as much attention lately with all the all the attention on North Korea and Iran. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Uh, I mean, the, the, as you said, violence levels are highest in, in over a decade. Um, you know, the two militaries are in a low-level confrontation. Civilians have been killed. And at one level, you could argue that they're pretty uh, good and used to managing this line of control in, in this in this sort of ugly fashion. On the other hand, I think the, the uh, length of time that this has gone on, I mean, it's been a, a year now that this has been constant. Uh, also, Pakistan in an election year, uh, the Indian government probably the most hawkish on Pakistan uh, in the past two decades. So, I mean, the, the combination of these factors um, does not bode well for the region. Uh, and then, of course, remember two decades ago, uh, then President Bill Clinton called Kashmir the uh, most dangerous place in the world for a reason. Uh, I mean, it could easily uh, be a conversation about two nuclear powers in a major crisis. And so uh, at the very least, I think we should be paying attention uh, because one of the things that um, I've argued is that the U.S. in the past has been central to de-escalating tensions. Uh, but at this point, we're so distracted, um, you know, India and Pakistan may not even be sure uh, that we'll be interested. Right. There's been very little talk about it, at least uh, by comparison. Uh, what uh, what U.S. interests are at stake here? I mean, we, uh, India, of course, the world's largest democracy, and, and Pakistan uh, in a very crucial place in the world. Yeah, look, I mean, the one thing I'd say... I. When you're talking of a nuclear environment, uh, the first goal and the first interest, quite frankly, is to avoid nuclear war. Because because the idea that you could have um, two nuclear powers go at each other and uh, the world's leader sort of sit back and not worry about it, uh, I think is a complete misnomer. At the end of the day, if any nuclear incident happens anywhere in the world, not to say that India and Pakistan are necessarily on the verge of that, uh, I think it's going to affect everybody, short term and long term. So I think the first thing we have to keep in mind is this is not a normal, uh, conventional kind of environment. We're talking nuclear weapons here. Other than that, of course, the partnership with India, India being a vital cog in the Asia-Pacific strategy of the U.S. now, uh, and uh, for all the problems with Pakistan, uh, there is still no solution in Afghanistan without the U.S. and Pakistan working together there. So um, at the end of the day, I think the region remains crucial. It's China's backyard, but I would still stress, I think the nuclear part just makes it um, necessary for the world to pay attention. Uh, 
talking with Muid Yusuf from the uh, Asia Center at the U.S. Institute of Peace. Uh, how, how do India and Pakistan differ from uh, the United States and Russia with our uh, nuclear uh, rivalry going there? Uh, obviously, India and Pakistan are a lot closer to each other uh, physically. Yeah, I think that's a good question. So I've just finished a book uh, that I've been working on for a while, looking at India-Pakistan crises, but specifically the difference uh, between this rivalry and the Cold War superpowers. And one of the key elements that, that I find uh, is that the world is very different. When you talked about the superpowers, there weren't any stronger third-party states that could influence their behavior. In the Indian and Pakistani context, if you start from two decades ago when they tested nuclear weapons, each and every crisis they've had, uh, they've had the U.S., China, other major players come in and de-escalate tensions in crises. So they've almost sort of contracted out or transferred the burden of crisis management to outsiders. Now, in an environment where you had um, you know, the U.S. leading this crisis management effort, others working with the U.S., it, it worked out very well. In a world where you've got great power competition resurging, where you've got tensions between all the major powers now um, with, with the U.S., you know, to, to bank on the external third-party actors to come in and de-escalate a nuclear crisis, uh, I think is risking a lot. And that's India and Pakistan's problem in some ways. They haven't developed uh, very good direct mechanisms uh, to, to de-escalate tensions like the Cold War rivals had. Uh, at the same time, uh, I wouldn't bet uh, that in today's world you could have a coherent uh, third party, if you will, U.S., China, Russia, and others uh, teaming up to come in and de-escalate tension. So that's sort of an additional risk that we never saw uh, during the Cold War. Yeah, so the, so they don't really have the you know the the red phone, so to speak, that uh, the U.S. and the Russia and Russia have. Well, they have, they have some color of a phone, but it's never used when, when it's crunch time. So, so the problem is it's not their, their mechanisms are not predictable. They don't trust them themselves. And because they don't trust them, uh, they're always looking for third parties. And quite frankly, the U.S. has been very eager uh, to come in and, and mediate given the, the nuclear environment. Um, you know, you could also argue that if you look at the uh, other nuclear environments, North Korea, Iran, um, and by the way, just to put in a plug, we, we have an event uh, at USIP next week looking at these as comparisons. One of the things you again find is that as much as we've talked about Iran, there are no nuclear weapons at this point. As much as we've talked about North Korea, uh, we've moved on from the, uh, well, we think from the toughest part of that crisis in, in 2017. Uh, India and Pakistan tensions are rising and they've continued to rise. And so there, uh, I think... To, to say that they haven't been in the headlines and thus there may be something they can do, no, the empirical evidence suggests that third parties have been crucial and the U.S. role is going to remain crucial uh, in, in future crises. In addition to mediating uh, whatever talks might, might be going on, uh, what else could the United States do to help these two countries uh, keep things cool? Uh, that's a million-dollar question. Uh, you know, the crisis management part I'm talking about is entirely tactical. You have a crisis, the U.S. shows up, tries to de-escalate, and so far it's worked. But when you talk about dispute resolution, when you talk about sustainable uh, normalization of India-Pakistan relations, the U.S. has been an actor during the Cold War, but it's completely pulled out of that space. Uh, and now the policy um, for for a number of years is 
India-Pakistan need to manage this bilaterally, largely because India does not like third parties to come in and mediate their disputes, especially with Pakistan. And so I have made the argument constantly that the U.S. needs to be more engaged uh, precisely because the India-Pakistan tension affects the U.S. in the nuclear sort of realm, but also Afghanistan. I mean, Afghanistan is a proxy ground for India and Pakistan to play out their competition, and that, of course, directly affects uh, the U.S. ability to execute the war there. Uh, but I would say that the consensus in Washington, and this is um, you know, across the board, is that the U.S. should not get involved in the India-Pakistan dispute resolution space um, because of the aversion that the Indians have to it. You mentioned uh, Afghanistan and, and Pakistan, of course. They're, they're right in Iran's neighborhood. Uh, are India and Pakistan keeping a close eye on how the United States uh, deals with Iran's nuclear program and, for that matter, North Korea's? Yes, but not for the reason that this could do something to their nuclear program. I think the idea of denuclearization on, on the Indian sort of subcontinent, I think, is, is out. Uh, the, the best case scenario is to ensure that uh, we can mainstream India and Pakistan as, as normal nuclear states. Where they are keeping an eye on Iran, quite frankly, is that the Iranian situation complicates things greatly for India and Pakistan. India, because India has major investments in Iran, um, and it accelerated those investments once some of the sanctions started uh, to, to disappear. Uh, now they're going to have a serious question because they're a U.S. partner. At the same time, do not want to lose Iran um, as, as their partner. With Pakistan, of course, it's the border. They, they share a border with Iran. And any escalation of tensions with the U.S., um, let alone any sort of military uh, option, I think will create a serious problem uh, on the Pakistani border. Already uh, on the Afghan border with Pakistan, they have uh, a lot of instability. India and Pakistan, of course, are major rivals. So that will be the third out of the four borders that Pakistan has that would be live, so to say. So neither of them wants any escalation of tensions with Iran. And I think secretly both of them want uh, wanted, I think, the U.S. to continue the nuclear deal. Um, but at this point, I think they're, they're watching to see where, what the next step may be. Certainly, uh, certainly reason for concern. Uh, Moeed Yusuf, thank you so much for talking with us today. You're welcome. Uh, Weed Yusuf is Assistant Vice President for the Asia Center at the U.S. Institute of Peace, which is holding a discussion on May 30th about the opportunities, challenges, and risks of crises in regional nuclear contexts and policy options for U.S. diplomacy. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.